welcome back to Inside the Green Room with... Danny Green. Danny Green. <laughs> I'm Harrison Sanford. It's good to see you, man. Good to Appreciate see you, you boss. you me on, on, on our show. <laughs> Thank you. And obviously, as you can see, to my right, Kentavious Colwell yeah. Pope. Much to discuss today. A lot of fun that we're going to have. There's uh, some names... A name story that First we have. First of all, appreciate you coming on the show, oh, okay. brother. Uh, thank, thank you, you for having <laughs> Good brothers, you your time on your <laughs> off day to come, you know, bless us with some oh, of the contagious knowledge. Um, speaking of uh, off day, uh, you recently had a birthday party for your son, correct? Uh, correct. Yeah, we did uh, January 4th. Okay. Uh, we had a birthday for my son, Kendrick. He's turned one. Name's Kendrick. Uh, Kendrick. I call him little baby Jack Jack. Little baby he looks Jack like... Jack. That's best. <laughs> that's, that's definitely his nickname in the house. Uh, oh. Yeah, man. He enjoyed, well, we enjoyed it. Uh, mm -hmm. I know he enjoyed it. Like, uh, man, he so he was, turned one. Turned one. Did he? Did he cry? Uh, uh, he he actually cried when he was. It was time for him to smash the cake. Okay. Like really? He was he was overwhelmed. <laughs> and he wanted to get down from his uh, his little chair and just run around. But uh, other than that, it was, it was pretty good. It's, it's strange to me, like what kids enjoy and what they cry for. <laughs> um, I have a little sister who's five, she'll be six in June. But I remember one of her birthdays, I think she turned two. And every time people sang happy birthday to her, she started crying. Oh, man. My... And it was like, cause, and then from that point on, you had to sing it low. Like, mm, my my seven-year-old. You said it too loud. She's like, why is everybody yelling? And you My know. oldest is like that. He, uh, he won't, don't sing happy birthday to him. So speaking of Kendrick, baby Jack Jack, uh, why didn't he get the, the Kentavious? Why didn't you choose Kentavious for him as, or Junior? Uh, I gave Junior to my my. Uh, okay, the second okay, son. Okay. Uh, so, um, pretty much. Uh, did you did you not want to continue on with that kind yes. of trend of names? No, but me and my wife decided uh, we we're just gonna keep the K, okay. you know, for like just the initials KCP. Gotcha. Uh, so every every kid at least has KCP right now. And you okay. do you do have a funny story for us when it comes to your name. You don't know why it was chosen for you, right? You don't know what it means. True. But... Uh, I don't know what my name means. Uh, I never asked my uh, my mom didn't name me, my dad didn't name me, my auntie named me. Mm -hmm. uh, so never asked what it meant or uh, where did you come up with it. Uh, but I do have a funny story as far as like uh, with my uh, family member, my brothers. The and family cousins. tree. Family tree. Uh, so my name is Kentavious. Mm -hmm. uh, my brother's name is Dequavius, which is similar. Uh, then we switch over to my cousins, uh, from the oldest to the youngest, uh, Quartarius, then randomly Kim, uh -huh. the middle son. Got to throw it off a little bit. <laughs> right, and then Jontarius, and then we go from uh, my other cousins. Um, our name is Shantarius, and then we got, then it's just regular name from there, Angel, Marcus. And, and Kevon. Some normal names, yeah, but you got a good names. mix of... Uh, but we got a good mixture of, like, some off-the-wall yeah. names as well. <laughs> now, did your auntie name them, too? Everybody with avias in it? Okay. I feel like she did. <laughs> I feel like she did. Okay. Yeah. We got we to gotta get her and get some more stuff. Get a we got to get the meaning. Yeah, we got to get, get the meaning, meaning gotta, behind it. Right? I'm, I'm, had to call came up with those. I'm mm -hmm. had to call and ask her about that one. So. Speaking of parties, you referenced your son's birthday party. Obviously, there was a big birthday party for the team not too long ago. LeBron had his 35th birthday party. If you can, let me and let our audience know how it felt to be there. Give us the inside scoop. Oh, it was great. <laughs> I had a great time. <laughs> no, time. that's not... It, it was, you know what? It was LeBron's birthday, but like you said, it was a team birthday. It, it, it was his it was birthday, like but birthday. it felt like a, he, a team, you know, a team birthday. Yeah. I feel like, you know what I'm saying, celebration-wise, because I, as you walked in, everybody, you know, was welcoming 
you know, Braun was welcoming everybody. You know, everybody was looking pretty sharp, you know, dressed up. You know, it just it just felt great. Man. Yeah, it and he, he was... makes everybody feel special. Which means, <laughs> yeah. He doesn't make the party about him. Mm -hmm. He never makes anything about him, which makes him which is, you know, yeah, which obviously was a great, great teammate man. and leader. But um, so everybody was clean. He put together last second, so we had to find outfits. I was... We had three days. Outfit. I had a. Uh, you, had, you had all the. I had a cane. Gangster had a movies hat, in your, in your yeah, lapel. Yeah. I, I got lucky. Luckily, I had that in the closet. <laughs> yeah. So I had the. That was, it was a, suit a gangster. In the it was the mob, mob type theme. Mm -hmm. You know, so I had the gangster suit in the closet. I had to find me a cane and a, t a tie to match with a hat. Um, you know, luckily I found that with within the day. Yeah. But uh, everybody was clean. Everybody had a good time. Enjoyed it, and from there, you know, we had some fun. But. I said he never made it really about him, and it was real in the family, the organization. Yeah. Even some of the coaches' assistants showed up. Um, said everybody's wives, girlfriends were there, and we had a, we had a blast. We had a, uh, blast. we had a ball. We had a good time. I don't Jason. think no one like was worried about anything. Yeah, it was just it was free, man. Everybody free. was in their free party and having a good time. Okay, so I assume at this party, music was also played, <laughs> and uh, it reminds me, or let's remember how it is in the locker room mm -hmm. with you guys, specifically LeBron. Because when I walk into the locker room, usually after a win, that's been happening a lot, LeBron has control of the aux cord. That, that happened the other day where Dwight walked in <laughs> and he totally had something different playing. I think LeBron was playing Usher and Dwight came in. What, what's going on yeah, with, so with actually, the usually, aux cord control? Usually before the games, Dwight, he usually has control of the aux most of the time. He's usually the man that gets us hyped up with the music. And before the games, after the game, LeBron has his own speaker. He carries around with him when he goes to different places. When he leaves the locker room, mm -hmm. when he goes to get some massage or goes to the treatment room or he goes to the shower or the bathroom, he brings a speaker with him. After the game, he has a speaker. Dwight goes to lift weights, which he doesn't lift, need to lift weights anymore. <laughs> right. But he likes to lift for some odd reason. So he takes his music with him, and LeBron has his music there. Yeah. And um, I guess after the games and in the locker room, it's kind of the battle of the music, so we have to choose one. And... Um, I just yeah. feel like it, whoever gets the ox first is the DJ. Yeah. You know, that's even happens on the road. Like, whoever's got their phone on the ox, that's who the DJ is. A couple is. people fight over it. Like, yeah. I got it. <laughs> but sometimes they'll let people mix in. Like, all right, I got a song. You go, you, you pick a song. Yeah. They let, you know, usually Dwight gets the gets first dibs a lot of times with Brian gets sometimes. So. Yeah. Okay. I thought, you know, you guys should do it as if whoever gets the ox is the person with the best plus minus. Most points, most rebounds. That's not always the guy that knows music that well either. True. Kuz knows music is great, and he's coming, his DJing skills is, is coming around. Uh -huh. um, but, you know, certain guys listen to different types of music, and not all music's for everybody. Yeah. I feel like Dwight, Brian have a good feel of what's, you know, not just the hits on the radio, but like what's for everybody kind of listens to and can bump. Outside of the game against the Knicks, you guys won by 30, and LeBron was playing. It was how I forgot. <laughs> I forgot what it was. I After it was the song. game, it's more like it's like mellow. It's mellow. I think we play our. We do. Uh, I don't, we haven't played it in a while, but mm -hmm. we do play our, our uh, team theme song. <laughs> We're trying to change it. We try to change it. So what's the team theme song? Well. After we after a win, like the first, I guess 30. The first, no, the first 20 games or so, it was finito. So oh. we would bump that. Which after was, the games, after the first 15, 20 games, we, you know, playing finito. Okay. Finito. You should and bump that saying, through Staples Center. I'm sure, I'm sure they play it at some point throughout the yeah, like, warm-ups or okay. the game. No, nah. nah, they don't play it. Not that song. <laughs> I, I haven't heard that song. Nah. 
uh, KCP, uh, as Danny was talking about coups, um, I know you guys are all together in the locker room. Mm-hmm. It goes KCP, Danny. Yeah, he's right next to, he's in the right. corner. I'm yep, in the middle and yep. Kuz is right next to me. And one thing I've learned about Danny over our friendship is that he likes things orderly. Clean. You he know. learned the hard way, by the way. I did learn the hard way. You <laughs> Stayed say in my that's... crib for about a week or two. <laughs> yeah, I go. came back. Go we almost got into blows, bro. <laughs> hey, I disrespectfully was... <laughs> let dirty left my house. But, you I know, feel you. I feel you. He just has a high level of cleanliness. I mean, he knows I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm organized. You know, I'm, I'm more, he knows I'm organized. Okay. So. Well, how are you guys adjusting? I feel like that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. No, it's a great thing. It's a great thing. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering how you guys are adjusting to Kuzma's. See, I don't have to adjust. He does. <laughs> I just, I know he's he's going to be clean, so I was like, right, I'm going to just keep mine to myself, keep it clean. You know what I'm saying? Because me, I like, an, I like an organized mess, but it's in my space. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I know where to go at, you know, to get stuff. It's not and messy, but it's not cool. It's where places he know he can get it. Mm-hmm, it's exactly. not clean, it's not messy, it's like I said, organized mess is best. But Kuz's stuff kind of deteriorates past the gun line. Right. It <laughs> kind of, give you that. kind of, Branches out. It branches, yeah. It's like, come on, bro. Yo, you got towels, shoes, and socks. And what the <laughs> hell? Who trying to get dressed and shine? Of course, he's a fashion guy, so and he always plays well. So the media always want to talk to him, and he has his clothes, or his jewelry, and, mm-hmm. and everybody wants to take pictures and snap. And I'm like, come on, yeah. bro. <laughs> It'll take time. I, uh, he's still growing up. <laughs> yeah, still there you up. go. Some people change, but at this point, I don't know if he'll change to be organized or clean, but mm-hmm. he can be better. Okay. I feel like he can get to the organized mess. Yeah, he can, do, he, he, can, he can get to that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, speaking of coups, uh, KCP, obviously you've gone through this period before in your career, hearing a lot of noise on Twitter. It's near, we're near the trading deadline. Danny, obviously you've been in the league for fast, a while. Man. It's coming up fast. Yeah, I is. wonder what the conversations have been like, specifically with coups, because obviously his name has been in the news recently. Um, in January, and just in general, how you guys are approaching that as a team, a team with such great chemistry, at least what, I've, what I'm hearing and what I've seen, um, how you guys are approaching it in, in conversations? From what I've known, uh, nobody's really spoke to him about it. Yeah. it. It's not, I don't think it's a thing that anybody speaks on in the locker room when there's rumors, because it's just rumors, and we always, whatever team you're on, you consider them family, your brother. Yeah. And you know, we're here now, this is what we focus on. Look, we want you here. You know, obviously not. That's not always our decision. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he's a great player, great young talent. Uh, regardless of what happens, he's always going to be a family brother of ours. But he's here now. And we want him here. Uh, yeah. We've expressed that to him, and we try to um, embrace him. And I think for the most part, in terms of anything, we don't really discuss that or outside noise. And obviously, everybody helps with outside noise. And we don't know how it affects certain people. You'd have to ask him personally. Yeah. But uh, you know, more so, we try to talk to him more about on the floor stuff. You know, and, and being patient and not, you know, I guess pressing so much or understanding, uh, you know, certain ways to do things. And he just, in our mind, he moves like 100 miles an hour. He's going <laughs> fast, fast, fast. Yeah. And, and, and maybe the game is slowing down for him, but it doesn't seem like that the way he's moving. It's like, yo, you're good enough. You don't have to move 100 miles an hour to get to where you want to go. Mm. Um, if you just slow the game down, you know, for yourself and for us, things will come easier. And you'll make you know better decisions, offensively, defensively, all around the board. But um, you know he's starting to understand that he's getting better. Obviously, he works with Phil every day. Um, but the trade rumors, like I said, um, they're they're just rumors to this point. I said I don't know the inside of it. I don't yeah. think Casey. Nobody's spoken to him about it. Um, so you know he's with us, and we want him with us from here on out. Yeah, That's I mean, how like, I feel about like it. Danny said, like it's, 
no one have discussed it, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just all about being in the moment, you know, with with the team, our brothers, you know, and, and just playing, trying to win. You know, I don't, I don't, I really don't even think he's bothered by it, you know, so, because he, he don't show it, mm-hmm. you know, so, uh, I mean, just my advice to him, you know, he already, we all been through it last year, you know, so don't let it get to you, you know, you already know your worth, your value, you know, just keep playing and keep hooping. You know, the noise gets louder. For sure. When you guys, with trading deadline, obviously, but when you lose. And For the sure. noise around the league, around the NBA world, gets a lot louder when you guys lose to the Clippers. <laughs> so, yeah. um, there was a clip that went viral from a famous Lakers fan, his uh-huh. name Snoop Dogg. Uh, we're not going to play the clip. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure you guys are fully aware. Yeah, we've seen a couple of clips. Yeah. <laughs> we've a couple of clips out we'll there. We'll see. We're, we're pretty I said aware. The noise is cool. We have a pretty, said so our locker room, we have pretty confident guys that are self or secure with themselves. Kuz said he's a very self-confident, secure guy, so I don't think any of that stuff bothers him um, or other people. And we have so many vets. Guys have been, they know, you know, what they're going to hear, the criticism, this, that, and other. You know, at this point, it doesn't phase most of us at all. Yeah. Um, you know, Snoop felt how he felt. And there's nobody in our locker room felt any different. And don't think that, you know, as much as you guys seeing us, the Lakers fans, seeing us lose to not just the Clippers, but any other team, we're the ones putting the sweat and, and you know what I'm saying, blood, sweat, and tears in the practice. Trust me, we're not going out there trying to lose. Right. We're not going out there <laughs> trying to miss shots. It doesn't hurt anybody more than it hurts us. There's nobody that can feel what we, what we we're feel more it. frustrated than anybody because we yeah. know we had that game. We could have been winning or we could have won this. And as much frustrated as you guys are, trust we're frustrated. We're not trying to, you know, lose or miss shots. And sometimes it happens that way. Um, but, I mean, so we understand why he felt the way he felt. He's a fan. And he's frustrated. Um, but regardless of the situation, how frustrated you are, I feel, you know, true fans support us regardless of regardless the outcome of, uh, yeah. in December or mm-hmm. even in, in June. But in December, you know, uh, you want to support us regardless. Obviously, we put up a fight, and we want to see us do better. We want to do better. We want to win. Um, but, you know, so we understand his frustrations. But, you know, Snoop, you got you to gotta back us. <laughs> Whether we want to lose, make shots or not, man. You, you know what I'm saying? You on, on this, because mm-hmm. uh, you may be saying this now, and how do you look now? You, you say it in December, but with that same team in June that you were talking crazy about mm-hmm. is doing something special, you know, for those fans, not Snoop, for the yeah, other yeah. fans that are talking greasy about us. Mm-hmm. Now it's the same group of fans that's gonna be, you know, riding yeah, us all on the bandwagon yeah. if we're playing when we're playing well in June. So we're yeah. not gonna try here at that point. Like, nah, yeah. you're not a real fan at that point. I feel like that's the way I looked at it. You know, when I went through, you know, what I'm saying what I went through. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for like, I mean, fans gonna you know have their opinion. Mm-hmm. They gonna say what they want. You know, and other than that, man, I just I couldn't let it get to me. You know, because once it do turns around, it'll it be going to be the same people cheering yeah. me on. So, yeah. you know, it's crazy, man. Yeah, it's crazy. So that was my mindset in, like, trying to, you know, get back on the right track as far as, like, just, all right, they're going to let them say what they want, you know what I'm saying? But, you know what I'm saying, you focus on just, you know, getting back to where you need to be. Mm. Speaking of, um, I wanted to ask you a couple questions myself because he's always asking the questions. Hey, listen, man. Um, so because you had that yours. rough start, and there's always going to be rough stretches. We all know it, as shooters, yeah. as players, there's always going to be rough stretches. Um, and right now you're playing great. Um, is there any personal goals you have for yourself for this year? 
personal before goal. The, to start the, before you started the year, and then I guess now, and then obviously. Uh, well, before before the season started, my, one of my goals was to, you know, uh, this summer I put in, you know, you know, work, you know what I'm saying, like every morning, you know, mm -hmm. just, like I feel like this year, you know what I'm saying, I gave it my all, like mm -hmm. far as like summer's workouts, you know what I'm saying, training camp, stuff like that. And for it to turn out, I, I, just for my season to start out how I did, you know, that took a toll on me. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, it, it took me to a, like, you know what I'm saying, a real low place, you know, and I ain't know how to get out of it. And, man, just the, my family and the support I had behind me, you know, praying a lot, mm -hmm. you know, uh, it just, I, I, I think I just sat down and talked to uh, a good friend of mine, mm -hmm. and he just, he, I feel like he was just, he was just preaching to me about, like, you know what I'm saying? Outside noise mm -hmm. and what to do. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and once I did that, it man, it was no looking back. You mm -hmm. know, uh, and obviously my goal now, you know, is just to continue, you know, to have my faith in myself. You know, uh, continue to stay confident and and just just play. You know, and not worry about nothing. What what is it exactly that you had to do when you're having this conversation with your friend? What was what was the sticking point? Uh, basically, he was just just telling me, you know, just you know, you work hard for it, you know, you know, then then your work is going to show. You know, don't, you know, you started off like, you know, he even took me back to like uh, last year. I started off the same way, mm. you know, uh, and the same thing we did to get out of that. You know, we do it again, you know, and. This time it, it came full circle fast. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I was in the slump for the first what, maybe eleven games, I think, maybe. Yeah, man. And then after that, man, I I haven't looked back. Just, <laughs> you can't doubt it. You know, you, you got to trust the, the work in the process. Yeah, you go. I wouldn't want to say it because it'd be like it's trademarked by uh, true another guy. But <laughs> um, I, I don't think he would have minded. You know, you just I think confidence can, is a big thing in this league. And it can change. It can make or break certain players. Yeah. It can change the whole season. And um, you know, you sh can't ever doubt yourself. You got to continue to have that yeah. full confidence in yourself, regardless of when things are good or not. And I think the best thing or best way to get out of certain things, obviously, is stay in the gym and keeping your shots up. Uh, but to focus on what's important in life, mm. in basketball. At the end of the day, it's just a game. Yeah. And, and we that, love to that, compete. We have a lot of fun with it. Mm -hmm. But the most important things in life. Your family is healthy. You know your friends. You got everything around you. You're able to support them, and play in front of them, and make them proud. Regardless, in the, the day if you play good or bad, they're gonna be happy for you. Yeah. Um, so when you're able to just live free, you get to you get to play free, and you don't really think about it as much. And you know you start playing your game. Um, but obviously you're just gonna have some up, ups and downs, frustrating points. Um, so to start the game, and you got it's 82 games. You could turn around a season like that, like and he's that. done it. Um, through 37, um, yeah, if I gave him a grade, I'd give him, he started off, you know, kind of rough, but right now he's A, A minus type effort, you know what I'm saying? And our team, probably all together, I'd say we probably B plus as a team. Mm. We're playing good. We had stretch was, but it, you know, he probably, most people who started out, oh, he probably, you know, C minus player. Right now he's playing A, A type basketball, it was A game every night. And uh, he's a big part of the reason why, you know, we're number one in the West right now especially with AB a, going down for, you know, 
what, three or four weeks he was out. Mm-hmm. So. Well, you know the interesting thing, and you meant as you mentioned, <laughs> AB. How did how do you, how are you working around potentially starting some games, coming off the bench? I think uh, I commend Frank Vogel for the mission that he has or the perspective that he has. He says he didn't want anybody to lose their starting spot because of a short-term injury, which is part of the reason why A.B. went back into the starting lineup after he had missed those games. How are you, and obviously Danny too, you guys have a good guard rotation, but that also means that you might not be on the court Mm -hmm. as long. You might sit, get cold. Mm -hmm. You might get, you know, might feel comfortable as a starter, but now you got to be as a six-man. How are you guys handling uh, the ups and downs of that? I'm just being professionals, man. Um, And Coach X is of a, I mean, we're expected to, it's expected of us, and um, he shouldn't have to ask that of us. But um, just being ready and, and being prepared and not um, getting frustrated or down on the coach staff and saying, oh, I need this, I need that, but believing in what they they have planned, their bigger picture. You know, obviously they're playing out certain minutes, certain positions, certain rotations for a reason, and um, we're winning. So you can't really complain, or, but things are going well, and we all know what the bigger picture is. Nobody really cares about the individual stats. We care about the yeah. team stats. At the end of the game, end of the day of Lakers, you know, and the, what what column is Lakers in, who's won, and what the end score is. No. Um, so, so whether we play a lot of minutes or a little bit of minutes, and as you said, staying w's warm, getting cold, W's and W. And you see, said so you want to talk about my little warm ups during timeouts. <laughs> I want to I want to get Casey <laughs> that I can no, we, watch a little warm out. We, okay. we we talk about we talk about that a lot, you know. And then, but um, just piggyback off of what Danny said, you know. It, it just was the next man up uh, mentality that uh, you know Frank is is like you know preaching to us you know uh, and that's what it was for me you know uh, just come in do my job you know uh, and I did my job so uh, and AB was healthy and he came back you know I I wasn't um, I wasn't mad you know upset about it you know I, I look up to AB you know uh, as far as like uh, defensive wise man he's he's a dog. You know, and I try to, uh, when I do sub him out, I try to pick up his slack, you know, uh, just to, you know, stay in that, in that, in that mood, you know, uh, and we, we pick it back off each other, man, A.B. So we, we talk to each other, you know, keep each other up, you know, um, even on the offensive end, you know, hey, if you're shot flat, hey, man, get it up, you know, they flat a little bit, you know, just stay engaged with each other, you know, and, man, A.B. have a relationship where, you know, no matter if we starting or come off in the bench, uh, man, we still gonna have that brother, that brotherhood. Danny, you gave KCP an A grade. Yeah. Now, if would you also classify that as bread from heaven? <laughs> For sure, man. For sure. For those who don't anything, know. anything Rob says, man, is gold. It's gold. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was 2017 uh, press conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, KCP, you refer to as your signing was bread from heaven. <laughs> Man, that's a that's a oh, that's a, that's a lot. It's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. pressure. You know, to, uh, to follow through on. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Mind just coming from Detroit and LA is different type of noise, different type of distractions. Yeah, I can't I'm, imagine. I felt like I just what they seen in me uh, in Detroit is is what I. I brung to the table here, and I, he felt like maybe that was, you know what I'm saying, the the bread from heaven that they needed at the time. Uh, and, man, I just I just come in, you know, do my work, give it 110% every game, 
you know, uh, and just try to, you know, stay afloat, maintain. Are the stress <laughs> levels different from Detroit than they are in L.A.? Yes. Okay. Most definitely. I mean, I, I think it's pretty obvious, but... Give me an example. How is it... And the last I mean, couple years have it helped. So did it take you a while to adjust to it? Like, you've been here, this is third year This now? is my third year. I have four years in Detroit. It took me a, definitely a while to adjust mm -hmm. here in Detroit. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I felt like, you know, uh, Detroit was, you know... Under the radar, quiet. Under the radar, yeah, mm -hmm. most definitely. And and it wasn't, you know what I'm saying, it wasn't city up, you know what I'm saying, Los yeah. Angeles. <laughs> so it, it also kept me, you know, humble, you know, uh, and just just being within the, you know, in the moment, just in Detroit. How know, long so. do you think it took for you to, to, I guess, get used to the microscope, the noise, the lights, the criticisms here, yeah. Still not used to yeah, it because it, it, it comes in waves, you know. <laughs> it comes in waves because it's been time where I've been here, mm. and it's been time where they've put me here. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's in waves. So in it, uh, but I love the city though. Yeah. You know, I love the city. You know, the people here. You know, they they tough. It's tough love, yeah. uh, which you know I, I'm I'm familiar with tough love for so, sure. Uh, uh, it's great though, man. My family love it, and I enjoy being here. Um, it is a great city. Fans are great too. But um, speaking of, big shout out to those who came to the live show. By the way, thank you guys for showing up. Yes, indeed. Um, and speaking of the live show, I mentioned, you know, obviously, uh, I guess they asked about the championships, um, mm -hmm. and I said something about oh. along the lines. You guys got 16. You guys are kind of spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> and I talk to Phil about this all the time. I mean, they're great fans, but they are spoiled. Um, and Phil, and Phil, like, even before every time on our, our warm-ups, our introductions and stuff, you know, they get loud, they cheer some, but you can tell. Yeah, yeah, come, yeah talk spoiled. to us when you got the and ring. spoiled fans, exactly. Yeah, come talk to us when you got the ring, and they only, you know, when you're doing well or when you're, you're winning, but when you lose, right, they, are, they let you know. They're that's why I said it. It's so tough that, love, That's how man. you know spoiled fans. They're used to winning all the time. It's mm -hmm. like, yo, you better... It gets shit right. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, indeed. Well, speaking of getting your ish right, yeah. Uh, KCP and I were talking before you showed up fashionably late mm -hmm. um, about. Sorry about that. I had a prior engagement. For it's the fans. all good, Danny. Um, we were talking about working on your passing skills a little bit. Yeah, yeah I'm working on some things. I'm learning, watching. Watching other guys. I'm, I'm not a point guard. I'm not a point guard. But, you know, I used to be a quarterback, so. KCP, what are your vantage points on some of the best? I mean, Anthony Davis has looked great this year, and so has JaVale <laughs> McGee. Um, and sometimes certain passes make them look even better than expected. I think it's just AD and JaVale length. <laughs> it helps. It helps. It does. Yeah, yeah. I've never had a guy the, like that. I've never had guys like that before. as well, you know. Yeah. It helps, like, you know, when you just drive in and you just hop <laughs> and just throw it up. And then, I mean, you got 6'10", six, 6 7 foot jumping at the rim. It's hard to stop. So, like, They're going to make you look good, man. Yeah, they'll They're make you look good. good you, you have a lot of options, <laughs> yes. okay? No, so I'm, if you get stuck, you could always just throw it up to the, you know, last the game. Colors. I had a good one last. It was a bad one too, but I made sure that nobody didn't steal it, and it got there. There was one 
I threw the AD. It was r- really high. The one. And, the, uh, the, he had to catch it when he came down. Yeah. Which, which was I was hoping he would do that because I saw somebody coming to help, and I was like, damn. I didn't know. Where, I yeah. didn't know you were. You was throwing that. Yeah. It just went straight up in the air. Yeah. Like. <laughs> but the other ones he catches, man. He, yeah. He makes them look good. He makes it. Yeah. I think he makes them dramatic. More yeah, more drag they have to be and. And people are like, oh, it's the worst lob pass ever. I'm like, yo, he could probably could have dunked it regular. He could some but, you passes. Know, he yeah. wants to put, make him put a little fashion, you know. <laughs> you got, little, no, you got to put your little, yeah, put little, put little you know fire on it. The the Baines poster might end up being your top. The Lakers as a t- in the highlight reels, at least a top three play. Also, I don't know if there's going to be too many plays that are going to be better than of that. Of this year, that was of body this year? to body, full extension. And they on didn't the call the foul. And they, and they didn't call the foul. Yeah, they he had did. a couple lobs, but I think. You say that, we have a lot of games left, and Bron AD do some pretty extraordinary shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I think there's going to be some in other that plays. Case, in that case, with Bron AD lob, I think it's just more of the pass. Yeah. He's going to catch the lob. The, play, the, yeah. the, lob, the pass is going to be there on time. Yeah. It's just the way Bron's, like, you know what I'm saying, put his little, you know, thing mm-hmm. on it, and it just, all right, AD is there. Right. <laughs> so there's going to be some other highlights throughout the year sure. that I think are going to be kind of close to that. Um, there's definitely so. going to be a high bunch of highlights. Now. One thing that LeBron does help you guys with highlights because he has great passes, which mm-hmm. lead to shots for you guys. Yeah. Coming up next on the show, for those people that are home or are listening, we have Chris Matthews, lethal shooter, who's been working with KCP and Danny. He's going to join us, talk about the art of shooting. We have a little fun stuff to end the show as well. See you guys right back with more Inside the Green Room. Welcome back to Inside the Green Room. My guy Harrison Sanford. I'm in, yeah, here you go. Thank you. KCP, lethal shooter, Chris Matthews. Of course, welcome, man. Appreciate you joining us, taking your time out on your day off, man. Thank you for having me. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, interesting, I wanted to bring this up because I was talking to somebody. I think it was uh, one of our strength and conditioning coaches, Chatton. Come to find out, his real name is James. James Chatton, I, I say Jenkins, because to make his name up, I think it's- Jenkins. Ch- his last name is Hill. I'm just gonna call him Jenkins. Um, he had an interesting question to me. He's like, do you think all shooters are like OCD or like very organized? And for some reason, I was like, you know what? I think there's a correlation. And I don't know anything about Chris Lethal, <laughs> But if I were to, to guess, I would guess that you're a more organized, OCD type of person. Would you uh, say? Absolutely. Yeah? Very OCD. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Takes his work very seriously. He's got a computer, <laughs> carries it around. Very, very. Professional very, handshake, you know what I'm saying? He got everything tight, neat, boy. Yeah. You know what I'm like, right. <laughs> he's about sure. his business, man. He's, you know what I'm saying? He's, he's organized. And then, I mean, obviously, Casey, he's got the organized, but so I think he's organized starting to become an organized mess. mess. <laughs> so, yeah. I feel um, like if the mess is not in your space, you're it's good. Okay. You're good. I should be good. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to the show, man. Appreciate you taking the time. Thank you for having me. My guy Harrison's going yeah, to uh, bum rush you with the question. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking to that point, is there a trait that you would say is identifiable with every shooter? Obviously, you've worked with a ton of shooters um, in the NBA professionally. Is there a trait that you could say, yeah, he's, gonna, he's an elite shooter, he can be or she could be an elite shooter because of a certain characteristic or physical attribute that they might have? Oh, absolutely. Um, the first thing I look for is their footwork. Um, so, if, like, if somebody's young or older, if somebody has good footwork, it's the foundation to shooting. Um, the second thing I look for is the mobility in their body. 
So if you're stern when you land and stern when you jump, that means you're going to have a good jump shot. Um, follow through, um, hand-eye coordination is very big. Um, there's a lot of things that go into it, but I say those are the biggest keys because a lot of people, if you can't catch the ball the right way to get to the seams, you won't be able to have the, the shots you're looking for. And if you don't have the good footwork, you won't have the rhythm you're looking for. Yeah, I think that's what makes him different from most people that I've ever worked with. And I just recently worked with him. But he looks at the small details. I don't think most people looked at. I mean, like Michael in, in Schmall. terms of like, everybody's like, yo, yo, you're built kind of. I mean, obviously everybody says you're stiff. You know, what I mean? you're yeah. you're kind of strong. But he's like, yo, that's kind of like you probably have to land a little differently because you're built this way. You probably have to do do this different type of jump or different type of balance because you're built so. You know, mm. and most shooting coaches they just you know work on follow through form and. But he's looking at the small details of everything. You know, you're catching it, you got to work on catching it like this or getting more stern grip or, you know, those small details make a big difference. Well, I wouldn't say a big, well, they actually could make a big difference. You know, just certain small things of keeping your hands open or catching it with two hands. Um, you know, those small things said can actually change a shot or just change the focus of sharpening the tool. Casey, when you were working with Chris this past off season. How intense were those workouts? Because obviously it's a big, you know, a big year is coming up. And what was the secret? Let, let, let me know because I might try and <laughs> can't revitalize my career at some point. Can't, can't give out the secret. Can't give the recipe. <laughs> but no, man, I don't. We don't. It's, it's not. It's not hard work. You no, know, some days we we would do like a lot of movement. Mm -hmm. Then the next day we just, I just be doing spots. You know what I'm saying? Shooting. You know, we're just working on the, like, making up one or two steps, like footwork, you know, hand placements. Uh, and then uh, we'll do that one day, and then the next day we'll do it in full speed, you know, to try to, like, get the rhythm, you know, and then we just switch it back to the same thing, you know, keep going that way, you know. Uh, but we really just focus more on just hand placement and, and footwork, you know, uh, getting my hip around, you know, making sure – I'm calm when I shoot the ball uh, and not rushing. So, man, it was like like Danny said, man, just small details. Like, I'm never thinking about taking it uh, before I shoot the ball, take a deep breath. No, <laughs> no, I would never think that, you know. Uh, but he brought it to my attention. I'm like, man, it just it touched me down and, and it gave me a good rhythm, of, you know, the feel of the ball. So, and that's what we worked on this summer. And I think that's huge, too, the fact that, like you said, it's not – hard work. It's not a bunch of load or yeah. a bunch of movement or a bunch of running and jumping and a thousand shots. It's it's you know very efficient repetitions. Yeah. You know, it's very to the point, like, all right, this is what we're gonna work on today. And just building habits. It's more so habit building and actually going through the motion slower first, yeah. going through it slow, step by step, baby steps, like teaching the kid, mm -hmm. you know, this is what you need to, and so that you build those habits first, then we'll go to the next thing, build habits doing that. Yeah. Um and that's what makes it, you know, very great and efficient. It makes you more efficient, efficient as a shooter. It's just from 200 to 500 shots, you know, mm -hmm. just efficient, you know, you know, technique, you know, footwork, hand placement, 200, like 500 shots of that. You got any questions? I, I, was, I, was, <laughs> I was just on the way. I don't let Chris, don't let Chris talk, you know. <laughs> so doing Chris, all talking for him. I'm sure you're aware that, what, you know, KCP wasn't shooting as well as he as he, he's not shooting, last year he didn't shoot as well as he is this year. Absolutely. And I'm sure you saw the Twitter comments about your involvement with KCP. Mm -hmm. How do you react? Because your training is supposed to result in 
elite shooting or great mm -hmm. shooting, mm -hmm. and when guys aren't shooting well, mm -hmm. they could also blame the player, mm -hmm. but they could also blame the trainer. Absolutely. Um, I have a lot of confidence in KCP. Um, when I recently met him last year, the second half of the season, I think he was shooting, like, no disrespect, but like 20% 20, from no. three, and we went all the way up to almost 40%. Almost and that was, like he said, like it was, it was really strict training the second half of the season last year. And this summer, the work that he was putting in was just – it was crazy. So, like, as soon as the season ended last year, what people don't know about him, the next day me and him was training. And um, we would set goals. And one of the goals was I want you to make 60 shots in a row. So one day we were in the gym, and he was shooting, and he got he kept getting to, like, 56. <laughs> but I knew why every single time he kept missing. But I wasn't going to tell him. So we probably stayed in there for about an hour and 45 minutes, and he's, like, dying. And I wouldn't let him stop because I knew why he couldn't get to 60, and I was waiting for him to see why. Mm. And one of the biggest things that we were breaking with him is just as a shooter, which they know sometimes we do get anxiety. Mm. You know what I mean? And the best shooters know how to control that anxiety. And when KCP came out and began the season shooting like that, I wasn't afraid because I knew I could fix it, and I knew he can fix it because of the work that he puts in. And I, I don't think a lot of people understand how much Danny shoots and how much KCP shoots. So that's why on my Twitter and on my Instagram, I was standing up for him because through thick and thin, I'm going to be there for a guy that I'm helping, not just when he's doing something good. I'm like, oh, KCP's my guy or Danny Green's my guy because I know the work they put in. So by him shooting 44% right now from three, I'm not surprised. Because I know he can shoot 47% from three. You know what I mean? Just like how Danny shoots. He's, I think he's shooting like uh, 38. We all know he's a 46% shooter. You know what I mean? So, like, that, that doesn't get to me, um, especially fans. No disrespect to fans. Like, I'm a grown man. So mm -hmm. other people voicing their opinion about me doesn't get to me because I have so much confidence in my guys and I'm with them to the end. For the Lakers fans who do, obviously I'm pretty sure they're familiar, but the NBA fans in general, can you just detail what, you're, what you do right now with the Lakers and players around the league and just in general in terms of teaching the art of shooting so everybody gets a clear scope of your involvement with the sport of basketball and shooting? Well, I'm a private contractor. I help players. Um, I'm blessed right now. I'm helping like 10 teams. Um, I'm in L.A., you know, for certain players. Are you helping Lakers. the Clippers? Uh, no. Okay. Um, they, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, let's, let's, let's be fair. Some guys did reach out, but like me and Kay, we talked about it and another person on the Lakers team. It's just, it, 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 it wouldn't, it wouldn't just be, it wouldn't be smart. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so keep yeah, keep it in house. Yeah, these are, these are my guys. So, um, no, I'm not helping those guys at all, <laughs> but I'm a private contractor for, um, players. I have done contracts for teams. Um, a lot of people might see me on Instagram and think, you know, everything is just lethal shooter. But the players that know me, that have trained with me, they know it's, it's a real training. It's not yeah. just an Instagrammer, you know. And I, I would pray that some of the people in the world know I'm bigger than Instagram. It's just Instagram was an outlet that I used to show that I can shoot. Mm -hmm. And I'm a way better teacher than I am a shooter. I feel like Instagram is that you did what everybody else is doing, yeah. you know? That's how you got your brand out, mm -hmm. you know, you got your exposure, and then now it's, it's just working for you, you know? And everybody do that not today, yeah. you know? So use Instagram for your platform. and it's just a tool. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, are you, you're married, right? I am. Well, I just proposed recently, to my, yep. to my girl, well, my fiance. Recently got yeah. engaged. Congratulations. Thank you. I have, there's a video that I want to get your expertise on, and you, KCP, and you, Danny, as well. Okay. But before we get to that video, there's a Lakers debate going on here, and <laughs> you and I will answer first because I feel like these guys might be biased, <laughs> but 
people are, are wondering who would win in a two-on-two. Shaq and Kobe versus LeBron and AD. I'm just going to say this now, get my answer out okay. the way. Love LeBron, love AD, Shaq and Kobe. Okay. Just two things Two-on-two. The only reason I might say, the only reason. So if AD has the ball, I don't see Shaq checking him on the wing. And I can't see AD checking Shaq in the post. And I don't see, I love Kobe. Like, he's one of my heroes. But I don't see Kobe stopping LeBron in a post because how strong he is. And I don't, you know, LeBron's one of the best defenders there is. But I don't see him stopping. uh, So basically whoever gets the ball first. Whoever gets the ball first, game go to seven. (laughs) But let's throw this in there too, though, then. Are we talking about Shaq Kobe now or Nate Bryant? (laughs) You got to give us a – you can't just yeah. give it to him now because if you give it to Kobe and Shaq now, I'm taking LeBron and AD. Uh. Prime, you got five seconds to answer. Uh. Prime, who are you Prime. going with? Prime, Shaq, and Kobe. <laughs> I got to go with Shaq and Kobe. All right. Five I'm, seconds. I'm biased. I'm going with my teammates. It's <laughs> oh. <laughs> just a debate. Um, no, um, we just – Honestly, I, I'm with Lethal here. Whoever gets the ball first. That too. But I honestly think – I mean, it's, it's two on two. It's, 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 you got to put a dribble limit on it. Yeah. You got to put some type of limit on it because nobody just plays unlimited dribbles anymore. Nobody mm-hmm. plays before you post get, up for five seconds like, or five dribbles. Before we have this, it has to be what's the what's the rules of the game? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You know but it also said who gets the ball first. But yeah. I think if whoever gets the ball first, it it's has a pretty hard. good shot. Whew. Great shot. But if it's, if it's a if, say a five game series, whoever wins five games. I think I'm gonna give it to, to Bron and AD. Also because I said I think that. When Shaq and Kobe were here, I'm not saying Shaq wasn't his prime, but I think Bron and AD can give them a little. Because AD has, hasn't peaked yet. Yeah, he no, has he so. He, he has. We the same age. He's 26. But I, I think yeah. that so, they also can more mobile. And they can move, they can probably tire Shaq and, and Kobe out a little bit. Yeah, I would love to continue this conversation. Okay. But there's a video that I want to get your opinion okay. on. So recently at State Farm Arena, there was a kiss cam video. Mm-hmm. I think you guys will be able to see it on our monitor here soon enough. Okay. And uh, there was a couple. And as you can see here, my man went in for a kiss. And was this when we were in Atlanta? Mm-mm. Oh, you see oh, that? She gave him a finger. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's guys, his, so his girl. Like, so who's in the? Oh, it has to be his girl, right? Because look, he licked his lips and everything. Oh no, oh, he was ready. Nah, I think he was trying to ask her like, well, "What you, what you want to do?" <laughs> <laughs> so what you, That's what you trying his... to do? She's like, he's like, he's trying to get a vibe for it. He she, gave her the whole tongue too. First of all, no. She's first like, nah. of all, she's like, uh, uh-uh, I'm, I'm eating. <laughs> look, look, look she at her. She eating that food. See, but she can't play him in public like that. She got to kiss him, man. I think she's more so trying to play the camera. Yeah. No, but she's like, y'all disrespectful. I'm trying to eat my meal right now, like he said. Yeah, yeah that's why I said she you know, yeah, I know how I'm females don't like me. I'm not going to do this you know today with y'all. Y'all going to put that camera off me. You know Strong black woman. She <laughs> let him know. Y'all ain't going to put that camera on while I eat my food. <laughs> right, right. Tell him, queen. She was eating, though. Yo, she was grubbing. No, you don't want to. No, that's. Yeah. Uh, appreciate you guys. I still think she should have kissed him. But nonetheless, uh, yeah. appreciate your time. Danny, you know how we do. Appreciate you. Uh, read, rate, subscribe, review. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? KCP keeps shooting. Oh, yeah, people. all day. Thank you for your work. Yeah. And as we mentioned before, love the fact that you're sticking with the purple and gold in terms of not working with the Clippers. Yeah. But now at least. All day. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do, though. I understand. Got to do what I got to do, man. <laughs> Been a fun one. I think we got to go now. 
Until next time, subscribe, rate, review. Yeah. That's subscribe, rate, review. There you go. Bye, and guys. And read. <laughs>